Hey everyone, what is up? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo. It is Friday, April 7th, and we are here to chat WWE SmackDown. Now, I know that normally I go on an hour later. I'm not usually live at this time, and normally I'm talking about SmackDown and Rampage. However, uh, today we do have SmackDown. Uh, not only did we have SmackDown to watch, but there's also Rampage and Battle of the Bouts. And truthfully, because tomorrow I have a really early wake-up call, call at 4 a.m. Uh, to be ready for a Busted Open Radio. I wanted to make sure to do the SmackDown post show here today, and then I'm going to watch Rampage and Battle of the Bouts afterwards and discuss that on Busted Open. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out how I'm going to do this moving forward if um, – uh, it really just, I guess, depends on a week-to-week -week basis, guys. Uh, this last week, my sleeping schedule was completely thrown off by WrestleMania. So I'm really trying to get it back, and I just don't want to go with, like, a three-hour night's sleep. So I decided today, I'm like, okay, we're going to do SmackDown. Um, and good thing is that this SmackDown has kind of gave us a lot to get into. So thankfully, it was a newsworthy one to carry uh, an entire episode of a podcast. So I hope you guys don't mind that today I will just be talking about SmackDown here today. And then we'll see how, um, you know, people feel and what people prefer and we'll go from there. But um, there's kind of a lot to get into here today because we got to talk about Vince McMahon in terms of, um, you know, his, uh, the latest regarding, um, whether or not uh, Vince was backstage, we'll talk about it, about that in just a second. We also need to talk about the big announcement that Triple H made. And then we also have to get into the intricacies of um, the bloodline, more with Sammy KO and the Usos. And then we also have the rest of SmackDown to actually get into. So I feel like we've got some pretty heavy topics here today. But before we get started on all of that, just a heads up to everybody here. If this is your first time watching, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, if you want to help support this podcast, please feel free at any point throughout the show. You are more than welcome to send in a super chat. It gets your question, your comment, your statement right here on the show. And it's always just a good time to show some support and also get your uh, whatever it is you need to say out there on this stream. So it just guarantees that what you have to say actually gets read here on this show. Also, before we get into SmackDown, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, guys. Um, this past WrestleMania week, I was literally everywhere i did two wwe media junkets i did three wwe press conferences i did the ring of honor supercard of honor press conference um let me think was there anything else no um those were all the places where i got like a ton of content all of that was posted up on my youtube channel i'm talking over 40 videos over 40 i think it was like 40 something now at this point but over 40 videos were uploaded in a three days time period on my youtube channel i promise you that nobody else will have as many videos as i did up on their channel so please youtube.com slash denise salcedo head on over there show some support at some point um it would really mean a lot to me i'm less than 2,000 subscribers away from 100k um my goal was to hit it after wrestlemania so i'm really hoping it happens within the next couple of weeks so um let's get to it everybody let's start off with the Vince McMahon portion of um WWE Smackdown and I know some of you guys who maybe did not watch Smackdown are like oh my god no what's happening why is she bringing up Vince where are we going with this well let me explain so as we all know, the fiasco that unfolded um, this past Monday on Raw with Raw After Mania and it being put out there, being reported that Vince McMahon was in charge of Raw After Mania. And it ended up being one of the worst shows of all time. Don't believe me? Hashtag worst Raw After Mania and worst Raw were trending on Twitter for days after. In fact, hashtag fire Vince McMahon was trending for days after. So don't shoot the messenger, everybody. Um, this is literally what was going on in the world of social media and what people were saying in regards to this Raw. I was at this Raw, everyone, and I was so excited to be there. And I ended up sitting there and looking around and just thinking, I cannot believe that this is the Raw After Mania right now because everybody here is dead in terms of there was nothing to react to. No one was reacting to anything. People were waiting for things to happen and they just weren't happening. And so it really... um 
you know, once it came out that Vince was the one that was in charge of this uh, Raw after Mania, I think a lot of people, you know, obviously then realized why the show was not that great. And so fast forward, you know, um, there's been a lot of changes behind the scenes in WWE. We've talked about this numerous times, but just to um, just to kind of get some bullet points across uh endeavor is acquiring wwe obviously they have some um you know some regulatory hurdles that they still have to go through but that's looking to be done um ufc wwe merging together with this there's a new hierarchy of who's doing what and this and that i've covered all of this very intensely on the latest which you guys can watch here on f4w all of those videos are up with more uh, detailed information and so basically the thing that has been still said though is that triple h is still in charge of creative now we did not know who or what was going to be happening on today's SmackDown in terms of who was going to be running creative? Was it going to be Triple H? Was it going to be Vince? Because Vince, prior to Raw after Mania, in an interview said that he was not going to be in the weeds like he used to, that he was going to have input on creative, but he was still not going to be like fully entrenched in it all. It was going to be Triple H. But then Raw after Mania happened and he was fully in charge. Not only was he changing things before the show, but he was changing things during the show. And so that had a lot of people wondering what the hell is going to go down at SmackDown? Who's going to do what? Then on, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday, uh, WWE announced that Triple H would be coming out and uh, talking on SmackDown. He talked on Raw on Monday and basically just went out there and told everybody that nothing was going to change, that WWE was going to remain as is. Today, I really thought he was going to come out and say the exact same thing. We'll talk about what he talked about later on, but um, basically this is all to say that um, basically Vince McMahon was not backstage at WWE SmackDown uh, here tonight in Portland, Oregon. A lot of people were curious as to whether or not he was going to be because it was going to kind of basically, you know, kind of foreshadow what we might expect for the coming weeks, the coming months, what the trajectory of WWE Creative would be looking like. Um, this is directly from F4W, so I'm going to read this right now directly from their uh, article. Um, but Dave Meltzer confirmed a PW Insider report from earlier today saying that Vince McMahon was not backstage at Friday show in Portland, Oregon. He did, however, call in remotely and made minor changes to the show. Um, and that's basically what we know. So while Vince was not there, uh, he did call in and make some minor changes to the show. What those changes are, uh, I do not know. Um, but there were some changes made by Vince McMahon himself. So again, he wasn't there, but he did have some uh, some input remotely. So that's where we're at on the Vince McMahon portion of things. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into the Triple H stuff in just a second. But we got our first super chat of the day from Heidi Ho. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho, who says, shout out to Denise the Explorer Salcedo for being our resident translator i feel the need by the way to be the translator now anytime there is some sort of spanish segment uh mostly with dominic mysterio or ray mysterio where they speak spanish because you can't forget not everybody knows how to speak spanish and sometimes like here's the thing it's funny because Today, when Dominic was speaking Spanish, if I didn't speak Spanish, I would think that he said a bunch of stuff. Because when you're talking Spanish, you'll notice that people talk it really fast and it just sounds so different, right? And you don't know what they're saying. So you're thinking you're like missing out on so much. But then I put out the translation and you're not really missing out on too much. Like today's translation was literally Dominic saying that how can a father, uh, how can a father beat his son with a belt in front of millions? And that's not really anything too special but i'm sure that a bunch of people that did not speak spanish listening to dominic talk today were probably thinking he said a bunch of stuff um so i'm like okay i might as well help some of the people out so uh yes your resident dora the explorer is here uh to to translate to you all and all of that but thank you so much to heidi ho for sending in that super chat really appreciate it man all right um and let's go ahead and see Let's see what some of you guys are thinking in regards to the Vince McMahon thing. Send in your thoughts. I'm going to pull some of them up here. Um, let's see what else we got. This is from William Buner who says, if Triple H is really in charge, then I have more faith in the draft. Here's the thing, guys. Like for me, this is like my theory on this moving forward is that I feel like right now, like keep in mind that, you know, right everything in wrestling has been changing like so fast. Like there have been such rapid changes and, you know, you really can't predict 
exactly where things are going to be, right? Um, you know, for sure, you just can't. Card subject to change, okay? But based on what we've been seeing just from Raw After Mania and today, I have a feeling that it's really going to be like a week-to-week -week basis. I really do feel like we're at the whim. Uh, is that the, like, what do you say, the whim? Is it the whim? The whim of Vince McMahon? Or like whatever Vince feels like doing, like if Vince wants to show up whenever he wants to show up and be like, step aside, Triple H, I'm going to be doing this, then he's going to be, you know, in charge. Like that's the way that I'm seeing the situation just from like an outsider's perspective and like all of the reports that are coming out. To me, it feels like we really are just that, like whatever Vince decides for that day, like that's what's going to be happening. Um, and hopefully, I mean, I can say hopefully given like the reaction that the Raw after Mania got that maybe people are like, hey, Vince, you maybe you shouldn't be running the show entirely. But I feel like that's a little bit like naive to think because I feel like a lot of people might still and this is just me assuming things by the way it's just me predicting but uh I just feel like a lot of people still might want to do whatever it is that Vince wants to do right that's just like the assumption that's just like my point of view from this entire thing and so I really do think that I'm not confident in saying that oh it's all good you know Triple H is gonna be in charge of creative he was in charge today he's gonna be in charge forever and we're just gonna have Vince McMahon sporadically coming in and out I'm not confident saying that I do think that every week or every single month or whatever time period is going to be different depending on what the hell is going on in the world of Vince McMahon um so that's kind of where I'm at in regards to this um Major Blood sends in a, a comment saying hopefully Vince being in charge on Raw was a only a one-off thing it will still remain to be seen exactly I feel like all of this is going to be um to be seen, TBD, to be determined. Uh, Stephen Marchuli says, with Dom's heat, he, by the way, thank you so much for the super chat, Stephen. Uh, Stephen says, with Dom's heat, she, he should be favored for money in the bank. Now, if you did not watch SmackDown today, please take some time, guys. Go on Twitter. It'll take you 38 seconds. There's a 38-second clip somewhere out there on Twitter of Dominic Mysterio getting some massive, and I mean massive, heat on SmackDown here tonight. I'm going to talk more about this down the line right now on the show, but let me just say that sitting here, seeing the reaction that Dominic Mysterio was getting tonight is like mind boggling because I did not think that we would be here right now and that I would be sitting here saying that Dominic Mysterio is getting the most heat out of anybody else in WWE. Like they're naming somebody else, seriously, who is getting the amount of heat that you saw Dominic get here today. It's freaking nuts. It's freaking nuts. Oh my God. But we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Andrew Cool sends in a super chat saying, hopefully after the draft, we both have, um, <clears throat> Andrew Cool says, Hopefully after the draft, we have both world titles and tag title splits and no more, no more brands crossover. I'm confident that it will be the best WWE, yeah, best WWE year. Um, I don't know, guys. Like in terms of like, um, I don't mind there being two titles. Like, I don't mind that, but I do definitely want to see um, you know, I don't want to see Roman Reigns with both titles. I mean, we're gonna be seeing him with both titles for a while based on everything surrounding Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and even everything that Paul Heyman has said in interviews like I don't know how many of you guys saw that interview that he did with Ariel Hawani but Paul Heyman basically literally confirmed the exact same thing that I had just said on um the last show that I did with Grapsity where we were talking about how uh, I mentioned that I feel like they're seeing Roman Reigns's um Roman Reigns's reign I feel like they're seeing it as the new Undertaker streak and then Paul Heyman was freaking talking about it in the interview saying that he sees it as like Roman Reigns, as, as he compared it to the Undertaker streak, right? And so <clears throat> basically, I'm just thinking like, damn, this is really where we're going at right now with all of this. But on top of that, he also mentioned that he thought that Cody Rhodes was a bigger star coming out of it. And from the sounds of all of this, it's going to be a while until we see Roman Reigns lose that title because he mentioned how <clears throat> there was all these people that you thought were going to defeat Roman Reigns and how basically he thinks it's really good for business that you think it's going to be this performer. You think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. You think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. You think
think it's going to be Sami Zayn, and then it's not any one of them. So that is something that I thought was interesting, and it basically told me we're going to be seeing Roman Reigns with this title for a lot longer than expected. Um, and in terms of the tag titles, um, yeah, I would definitely like to see the tag title split too. Um, you know, I want to see two sets of champions just to really – just to keep things, you know, fresh and keep them going, right? Sheldon Jackson sends in a very ge very generous super chat saying, I was so nervous heading into tonight's SmackDown, just hoping it was a Triple H SmackDown and not a repeat of, of a weak dog, <laughs> dog poop show we got on Monday. We had a decent show tonight. Thank goodness for that. There's still hope, possibly. I really enjoyed tonight's episode of SmackDown. Um, tonight's... <clears throat> Sorry, guys, my throat's so messed up. Uh, it's still messed up from like all the other days. But basically, tonight's episode of SmackDown felt more like a Raw after Mania than Raw after Mania did. But then, then again, literally everything feels more like a Raw after Mania than Raw after Mania did, which is very, very sad. But thank you so much to Shelton Jackson for this very, very generous super chat. And okay, we got another one here from Andy. Thank you so much to Andy Gossett for sending this in. Andy says, I think with the right tweaks, Ivar is good enough to be put in a position of modern day Bam Bam Bigelow. That's very interesting. And I, you know, it's funny because nobody ever talks really about Ivar or the Viking Raiders on here like this is honestly one of those like odd super chats where we don't really have much conversation about the Viking Raiders uh, and really a lot of that is because they haven't really done much with them recently they have been don't get me wrong the last couple of weeks have been so much better rather the last couple of months um have been a lot better for the Viking Raiders but prior to that like they weren't doing nothing, man. They weren't doing nada with them. Uh, thank you so much to Andy for this generous super chat um, as well. Um, okay, so let's get into, uh, let's talk about Triple H's announcement here. So let me get into my notes of this portion here. But basically, I was thinking that we were literally going to be seeing the exact same thing that we saw happen on Raw where he was going to come out and be like, nothing's changed this is gonna be the wwe that you love um really that's what i was expecting i wasn't expecting an announcement or really anything i was just expecting that and i did see that a couple of people were disappointed in what triple h had to say um not too many but there were a couple but i personally just thought that he was gonna say the same thing so the fact that he even announced the wwe draft today to me was it was newsworthy. I was like, okay, here we go. Because we haven't had a uh, WWE draft since October of 2021, which is weird because I really felt like it was not too long ago. Like the draft doesn't feel like it happened in 2021. Like I I swore we had a draft way after that, but no, apparently it's October, 2021. And here's the things to know. It's going to be happening in a couple of weeks. They didn't announce a date or anything. Um, I don't know if this is going to be happening. I'm assuming this may happen after WrestleMania Backlash because we're like going into the second week already of um, April and WrestleMania Backlash is May 6th. So I have a feeling it's going to be after WrestleMania Backlash. And he did say a couple of weeks. He just didn't say like what date or anything. But he also said that every WWE superstar is eligible to be part of this draft. Of course, Raw and SmackDown, we know that. Um, in regards to NXT, what we saw last year for the draft was we did see some NXT call-ups. Um, we saw the call-up of Austin Theory. We saw the call-ups of hit row and so i'm thinking that we this is going to be when we finally do see those nxt call-ups so if you were expecting to see roxanne perez debut after raw after mania or whoever else you were expecting i think it's going to be happening at the wwe draft so because we did get nxt call-ups last year i am expecting them this year especially since he said that every wwe superstar was eligible and just based on what he said he pretty much just hyped this up as being um one of the like biggest drafts ever so that's pretty much how triple h promoted this and he made it feel like a really big deal like he got me excited about the draft um when it comes to like what i want to see when it comes to the draft here is that i feel like last year when they did the um 2021 draft i kind of felt like raw was really the one that got like the most in terms of like 
um, all of these guys that can be involved in main title pictures, they were all really on the Raw side of things. On SmackDown, I felt like we really only had like, uh, of course, we had Roman, you had Drew McIntyre, but we really only had besides them. We only had guys that you were like, oh, these are up and comers. We know they can be at a certain level, but they're not technically there just yet. Um, for this year, I hope we do get to see a little bit more of a balance in terms of I don't want to feel like all the stars are on one brand and not on the other brand. So I do hope we get to see a balance there. Um, same thing with the women. Um, the SmackDown side felt um a lot lighter than the raw side. I felt like the raw side just had so much more of the women, so many more stars for the women. And SmackDown was kind of just left, um, you know, with just a little bit. And so I really would like to see um, basically both sides even out on that end. And I do want to see, you know, um, certain people just like hop on over to the other side, just so that it could feel very, very different. So I hope that I hope that we do see like a lot of the main players change. Like I want to see Seth on SmackDown now. Um, who else would I, um, I don't really have anybody that I'm like, oh, I feel like this person should be definitely moving. But there are some people where I'm like, okay, you've been so much, like you've spent so much time on this brand. So let's switch you over to the other side type deal. But mainly I just want to see more of a balanced roster with all of this. Um, all right. So, and uh, let's see what else we got here. I think for the most part, everyone's kind of like very excited here. Um, this is from Steven who says, what are the odds that the draft is erased by the time Survivor Series comes around? That seems to happen every year. We always get like super random stuff, guys. The draft never works out perfectly. Like, And then you have like these random trades that happen at the end. And then you have people that are like never announced. Um, who was it last year? Was it Bailey last year? Someone remind me, there was a couple people that they just weren't announced like ever on a roster. And it wasn't until like they were finally put somewhere where you're like, okay, I guess this is where they were at. But there was a lot of people that kind of went undrafted, some big names where you were like, all right, where's this person going to be? And um, so we there was some weirdness with the draft. So I hope this time it's just a little bit more um, thought out. But then again, a lot of it depends on who's doing what and who's running what and who is saying who goes where. All right, um, let's go ahead and uh, press on from here. So we talked about Vince, we talked about um, we talked about the draft. Let's get into the other main portion of the show, and the other main portion is everything surrounding the bloodline. So, with the bloodline, we had kind of a lot go down here today. So I'm gonna kind of just like run it through, and so we started off with a backstage segment with Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman and Jay. And basically it ends with Paul Heyman telling Solo, are you going to be the one to finish off our Sami Zayn problem? Or is it going to be Jay? Basically telling um, Solo Sokoa, you need to be the one to finish this because it's still not looking too great between, uh, you know, Roman and and Paul and the Usos. The, the trust levels aren't really there. Um, that's kind of what we're seeing there. Then later on, we see a backstage segment with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And basically here, Kevin Owens starts off, he's like staring at the belts and, you know, they're kind of having a little bit of a moment where they're both like kind of in awe about being champions. But then Sami Zayn tells Kevin Owens that he kind of feels something is off. Something is starting to feel weird, right? And he says that he feels that he still needs to talk to Jay Uso, that there needs to be a conversation there. And I made a joke about this on Twitter, basically saying, okay, Sami Zayn is out here saying he needs closure. I didn't love this, okay? And I'm going to tell you guys why I didn't love this specific thing. So first of all, Kevin Owens tells him, no, dude, like that's not a good idea. Don't do it. But Sammy Zane's like, I got to do it, right? <clears throat> I didn't like this for one specific reason. When I watch wrestling, there are little things that are done in matches that to me carry a lot of weight into the actual storyline. While there may not be words used or words exchanged, actions mean a lot. Actions tell you. Actions tell you what the person is is what their intentions are, 
you can basically read a lot of what a person's actions are. Okay. And I love that kind of stuff in matches. And to me, how, seeing Sami Zayn still want to have this closure with Jey Uso did not make sense to me. And the reason for that is let's go back to WrestleMania. There was a specific moment where Sami Zayn had Jey Uso on his knees, okay? The man was on his knees he, in, in their tag team match. The man was on his knees, barely able to stand up. He was practically done and out. And Sami Zayn looked at him, pulled him up by the, by the head, set him up three times for three halluva kicks, okay? To me, that tells me flat out that Sami Zayn is over and done with his shit. This friendship is over. I no longer care for you. Um, whatever, whatever friendship we had back then, it's done. It's erased. That is the memo that I got the as the viewer watching Sami Zayn and Jay in this interaction in the match, okay? And so because of that, I didn't like us kind of taking three steps back with this specific portion. Now I get it. There's intricacies and layers to the story and they're trying to keep it going and, you know, <clears throat> finding all of these different things to do and to say. But to me, that did kind of erase from a really big moment that we had in the actual tag team match. So I didn't necessarily love this portion of it all. Then on top of that, <clears throat> we then get the actual interaction. So basically today we were supposed to we were, the main event was Sami Zayn versus uh, Jey Uso. But prior to this, Sami Zayn confronts Jey Uso and he basically tells him like, you know, things don't have to be this way. You see that the bloodline is dismantling. They're falling apart. You don't have to be here. There's a way out for you. So he's still kind of having his back in, in a sense of a way, right? In, in, in a way, Sami Zayn is still kind of looking out for Jey Uso. During this, and by the way, again, did not like that going back to the actions that we saw at that WrestleMania match. So I did feel like it undid some of the intentions and some of the actions that we saw at WrestleMania, but whatever. So then, Afterwards, we end up seeing during this, there's a commotion. So Sami Zayn runs back there and it turns out that Kevin Owens has been attacked by Sola Sokoa. He has this big giant cart on his leg and he's laying there. He's like grasping in pain and he takes off the thing. And um, it's clear that those bad intentions from the bloodline are there. So finally, we get Sami Zayn versus Jay Uso. And... This match is, you know, going off, it's doing its thing, but basically Sami Zayn gets screwed. Sola Sokoa gets him with the Samoan spike. This allows Jey Uso to get the win. Afterwards, we see him, um, we see Sola Sokoa go for the Samoan spike on, uh, attempt to do the Samoan spike on Sami Zayn, but Jey Uso stops him. He stops him and they have a moment where they are facing off against one each other, kind of having a little bit of an argument. And you're like, hmm, did that conversation that Sami Zayn had with him earlier kind of get into his head? But then it didn't. Instead, like two seconds later, he super kicks Sami Zayn uh, in the face. And then he's basically outnumbered. But then the bro of all bros, uh, the original bro, Matt Riddle runs out there and basically has Sami Zayn's back because obviously Kevin Owens was attacked earlier, so he couldn't come out and help out his buddy. So Matt Riddle goes out there and basically helps him out, closes out the show with them hugging it out. So um, there's just, there. I do personally feel like we are taking a couple steps back in this story where I think something should have felt very clear, very definitive at this point. I personally felt that the hatred between Jey Uso and Sami Zayn after WrestleMania should have been more clear here tonight versus I feel it's more on Jey Uso's side. Like I fully now believe that Jey Uso does not care at all for Sami Zayn. And I wanted to see the exact same thing from Sami Zayn again, based off of the events at WrestleMania. So there's a little bit of things here that I'm not really too connected with in terms of this story, but, um, Another thing, and this was something that I saw on Twitter, which did make sense too. Um, Sami Zayn is talking about the dismantling of the bloodline, but and while there is like you know trust issues and not everyone's on the same page, 
I do also think that that's not entirely true because Roman Reigns is still champion. If Roman Reigns was not champion, I would feel a little bit stronger uh, in regards to that statement that was made. But whatever, that's where we're at. I do feel like we're going just a couple steps back with this one, though. Um, all right, so let's see what else we got here. And uh, <laughs> Generation Lost 92 says SmackDown needs to bring back fisting. Dude, that was always one of my favorite freaking stages. That was the only stage that I remember actually having as a little kid. Like, we went out and bought, like, no, you know what? No, that's the wrong stage. I didn't have that stage. I had a different stage. Never mind. I had the oval one. That's the stage I had as a kid. Um, but anyway, so there you go. That's pretty much the whole situation right now with uh with Sammy Zayn and all of this. Transferring Heat says if that were the case, then why are Sammy and KO teaming together? Sammy is a forgiving friend. He clearly is, but they've already told that story though. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, they've worked that story out already. Sammy is a forgiving friend, but there comes a point where he should not be. And I think at this point in time, with the with everything that went down at WrestleMania, this is not the time to be a forgiving friend, okay? If you gave him a reason since WrestleMania to be that friend, then okay. But he has not been given a reason since WrestleMania to be a forgiving friend to Jey Uso. So that's where I'm at on all of this. Major Blood says... You're right, Denise. They've only dismantled a smart part of the bloodline until Roman loses his title. The bloodline will remain strong. Let's see what else we got here. This is from Rob, who says, Jay clearly still loves Sammy. He's just more scared of his own family. I think a couple of weeks ago, I would have agreed with that. Right tonight, I don't agree with that. Um, a couple, couple weeks ago, I would have agreed. This time, not so much, but we'll see. Um, again, this could definitely change and whatnot. Um, all right, so that was pretty much, those were like the major things that happened on SmackDown. Everything else is, you know, a little bit secondary, but we will get into um, what you need to know about what else went on on the show. But that was pretty much like the main uh, conversation points for this. Before we uh, move on to everything else that occurred on SmackDown, a friendly reminder, guys, next week I will be back at my normal um, slate of appearances. Tuesdays I'll be here. Tuesday I'll be here to talk about NXT. Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. And then, of course, uh, SmackDown on Friday. So we'll be back to my normal um, events for the week. All right. Um, Another match that we had today was the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. That was actually the opener of today's show. And this one was straight, straightforward, guys. It was a freaking good match. Uh, I tweeted out that I really do not think that the Brawling Brutes and Imperium can like ever have a bad match with one another. This isn't the first time or the second time we've seen them wrestle. And it's always really good. To me, it's a really easy match to put together and just like, quickly make it into a good show with these guys honestly it's not that hard and the other thing is that any there I have not seen a point in time where we've ever had a bad Seamus and Gunther interaction and one of the things that I did like about today's show in particular or rather this match in particular was that I kind of felt like Seamus usually for the most part like Gunther tends to be the most dominating one but this time I felt like Seamus kind of manhandled Gunther a little bit more than Gunther manhandled Sheamus. So I did kind of like to see um, that kind of switch up a little bit. But when it comes to WrestleMania, man, that triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship was by far the best match at WrestleMania both nights. And so this was a good one, guys. Um, It was a fun ending as well because we ended up seeing um, for the ending. So, by the way, we did see Gunther take all of those chops from Sheamus but afterwards we see for the closer we see Gunther avoid the bro kick and then he gets Sheamus with a suplex following this Sheamus gets him with the white noise Butch does a moonsault on the outside inside the ring it's Sheamus and uh Vinci and Sheamus gets Vinci with a knee then gets him with a bro kick and he gets the win so the brawling brutes get the victory so this is good stuff across the board um on both sides of it <clears throat> Ricochet versus Ivar um, this one was, this one was a quick one, but it was still pretty good because you saw Ricochet go in there and get his, you know, get his spots in. It's a really cool Hurricanrana on, uh, Ricochet, I'm sorry, on Ivar. And then, um, for the ending, we do see Ricochet hit his shooting star press. So this was a quick, simple match. Um, for the women's tag team side, we got Raquel and Liv 
versus Natty and Shotzi, two teams that I'm really enjoying seeing right now um, on both sides. I like both teams, honestly. I I'm digging both of them. But Raquel and Liv get the win. Next week on Raw, they're going to go on to face Becky Lynch and Lita for the Raw Tag Team titles. And um, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I still feel like there's still more that you can do with Lita and Becky. But who knows? Maybe they can. Like, I'm not, I'm a little bit 50-50 on this one. I'm a little 50-50 on this one where I don't necessarily feel that you need, in order to continue the story with Lita and Trish and Becky and all of this, I don't really feel like you need the tag team titles versus Raquel and Liv. I definitely think that they need the tag team titles just to give them a little bit more of a purpose on the show. So I personally would not mind if they actually won the titles here. We got a super chat here from David Kaplan. Thank you so much to David who says, Hi, Denise, have you had a chance to use the skills that Shayna taught you? You should use it against SRS when he mutes you, the nerve of him. By the way, I was so happy that I was able to kind of do a video like that with her because you guys got to keep in mind, there were 250 credentialed media at WrestleMania. These wrestlers are being asked the same questions over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, obviously all of these stuff are going in different places and whatnot, but I wanted to kind of think something different for Shayna. And so I was like, hey, man, obviously, you know, not only is she a wrestler, but she's, you know, her background is in MMA. If there's anybody better to teach you self-defense. It's definitely Shayna. Um, let's hope I never have to use any of those skills because I might forget them all. But you know what? She did teach me how to do a hammer fist. And I've honestly... Like my fist was so weak before. Now it's like way stronger. So I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I got my hammer fist ready to go, man. Uh, all thanks to Shayna. Uh, thank you so much to David for sending in this super chat. Uh, Luke Brownfield also welcome as a brand new member of the F4W channel. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on here and becoming a member. All right. Um, After this, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> we got, let's see, let's see. We got a backstage interaction between LA Knight and Xavier Woods. LA Knight is basically pissed that he wasn't on uh, WrestleMania at all, even though he has the name LA in his name. And then he, Woods basically gets in his face, tells him to stop complaining. LA Knight gets mad, smashes his controller. They're going to have a match next week. Cool. Um, also next week, we're going to be seeing the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. We have not seen Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown have a match since literally last year. Like, it's been quite a while since we've seen Shinsuke Nakamura. Unfortunately, to me, it feels very clear that they don't really have a creative direction for Shinsuke. He kind of feels like he's just there. So who knows what they'll do differently with Shinsuke. I don't know if they're going to really do anything different with Shinsuke or if we're just going to keep getting the same thing over and over. But right now, it kind of really just feels like he's just there on the show or he wasn't there for a couple of months but hopefully him returning they have some new ideas and hopefully they have a program in mind for Shinsuke Nakamura on that one there um alrighty everyone so there you go um oh wait oh my gosh never mind I almost forgot to talk about the judgment day <laughs> all right literally like one of the best things that happened on the show and the thing that I'm most excited to talk about and I almost forgot to talk about it all right the last thing we have to go over here today is the Judgment Day. So this one here, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, so Rhea's out there, Priest, Dom, Finn, and uh, Rhea starts us off by saying, you know, she's the greatest SmackDown Women's Champion and everybody rise for your mommy and this and that, right? Finn goes in there and, you know, poor guy, he, he got that big, massive, like, cut in his head so clearly he had to get stitches which then made them mess up his haircut so now he has like that really weird edgar haircut except that it's like a botched edgar haircut so if you thought the edgar haircut was bad poor finn now has the botch edgar haircut um <laughs> poor finn <laughs> anyways but it's really hilarious actually um like not the, not the cut the haircut is really hilarious whatever um I feel like they could have evened it out, right? Like they could have still evened it out because he had the little pieces here. He should have just cut off the entire thing just to make it an entire line so it wouldn't be so obvious that he has the botched Edgar haircut, but whatever. Um, so he's doing his thing. He comes out there, he talks, whatever, right? Dominic Mysterio, I don't even know what he said in the beginning because you couldn't even hear what he was saying. Portland, Oregon, I am convinced hates Dominic Mysterio 
more than any city that we've ever seen. Um, granted, he was booed massively in LA, but um, damn, I don't know how it came across on TV. I still haven't watched WrestleMania back, but damn, based off of the TV crowds that I've seen, Portland, Oregon just really hates Dominic Mysterio. Really freaking came for him hard, okay? They were they were booing the hell out of this man. I have not seen anybody get this much heat in like a really long time in WWE, honest to God. And when I think about where Dominic started and we didn't really care about him and things were not really going to great for him and like it was just not good. It was all vanilla. It was not good. And then we got into prison Dom stuff. He turned on his father. Uh, he wrestles his father at WrestleMania, gets spanked in the butt with a belt. And the man now has a bunch of freaking heat. And I couldn't believe it, guys. I could not believe how we got from point A to point B where Dominic Mysterio is getting the most heat, the most um, fan reaction than anybody in WWE. Like, that is nuts to me like I can't even fathom it like I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking oh my god it worked it worked what they did with Dominic based off of today and based off of the everything that went down at Wrestlemania it worked damn um that's all I can say here Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying MJF levels of heat um like I said go on Twitter find the clip it's out there you can see the heat that Dominic was getting. Um, and yeah, that was pretty intense. But um, so he ends up basically saying that um, the thing that he said in Spanish, by the way, was that what kind of a father beats his son in front of millions of people with a belt? Like, how dare he? And then he says that he's um, that the rest that his whole family can go to hell, that bad bunny can go to hell. And Damian Priest basically says, like, yeah, I was friends with Bad Bunny, but you know what? Dominic Mysterio is my brother. As you guys recall, Bad Bunny was friends with Damian Priest. They teamed at WrestleMania, and Bad Bunny actually had a really great WrestleMania match, which was unexpected. Uh, but Damian Priest is like, nah, like, this is my brother. I'm on Dominic Mysterio's side here. And so this was nuts. But this all led to a tag team match with Santos Escobar. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic and Damian. And I remember when they first started including Santos Escobar into this, I remember thinking like, oh, this kind of sucks that they're kind of incorporating him into the story. And at first I really wasn't that big of a fan of the idea. But based off of, again, the events that unfolded at WrestleMania, I actually think that this was literally like one of the best things that they could have done with Santos and Legado del Fantasma in terms of doing something with them on the show with a program that is actually getting a lot of attention. And that is um, obviously the program with Ray and Dom. So this ended up being um, a win, I think, for Legado and obviously the LWO now. I'm so used to saying Legado, but anyways. Um, so we do see... We do see Judgment Day get the win. Uh, Santos ends up getting pinned by Damian Priest for the actual win. So, um, damn, guys, really the major takeaway from this was that heat that Dominic got. It was nuts. Um, Heidi Ho says, you missed Homeboy Super Chat. Did I miss someone's Super Chat? No, I got Heidi Ho Super Chat. Did I miss someone's Super Chat? Hold on. No, I got David Super Chat. I got... Oh, I didn't get this one. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, This is Call Me Crazy. Call Me Crazy, I'm so sorry. I don't know how I missed that. Um, Call Me Crazy says, my wishes for 2023. <clears throat> Zia Lee gets matches. Uh, Dom wins Money in the Bank and beats Roman. Imagine the heat, Liv versus Rhea SummerSlam. Uh, damage control breakup. Okay, we need to unpack this really quick. Call Me Crazy. Call Me Crazy, you're earning the name of crazy right now. <laughs> um, Okay, Zia Lee to get matches. Yes, I agree with that. I, I want to see her, you know, get more matches and all of that, okay? Um, I agree with that one. Okay. Dom winning the money in the bank. I don't necessarily hate the idea of him winning the money in the bank, but I do hate the idea of him beating Roman. I think I would just honestly, I don't know. I would probably just get up and like walk away. I would probably retire. Honestly, I would retire from do you know what hold the phone hold the phone because the last time that I was so sure something was gonna happen I said if Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes I'm going to riot in between the forum and SoFi Stadium 
because I truly did not believe that that would actually happen. I truly believed that Cody Rhodes was going to walk out champion. And then I have egg on my face making such a bold freaking statement like that. And I did not riot. I didn't do anything. I have egg on my face. Okay. So if I sit here and I say that I'm going to retire if Dominic Mysterio beats Roman Reigns, after that, I'm not so confident in the things that I say on these podcasts anymore. Last week, before WrestleMania, I would have said, I will retire if Dominic Mysterio beats Roman Reigns. I would. Now, I don't know what the hell is happening over there. In terms of creative, I just don't know anymore. At this point, I'm starting to think they might think that's what's best for business. I don't know anymore. Every single com every common sense that I had, all the common sense in the world that I had and the logic that I had going into WrestleMania 39 has been shot the hell out this window, thrown out, disregarded after this Roman Reigns defeat of Cody Rhodes. So all I'm going to say is this. Do not put that out there in the hemisphere. I do not in the atmosphere. I do not want to see Dominic defeat Roman Reigns. No way. No. Um, Liv versus Rhea at SummerSlam. That would be cool. And then damage control breakup. Um, yes and no. I still think there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with damage control. But uh, I do think they're probably heading that direction. And I do want to see, I want to see Dakota Kai have her own like you know, singles run. I would like to see her do that, but I don't feel like in a rush, like we have to do that this year or next year, uh, maybe next year, but maybe not this year. I, I would still like to see a lot more with damage control on there. Uh, but thank you so much to call me crazy. And I'm so sorry that I missed your super chat earlier. And thank you for sending that in. Cause I really appreciate that. Um, okay. And I hope I didn't miss anybody else's super chat. I don't think I did, but we got a couple more here actually. Um, this is from Chris Ludeck who says, um, <laughs> man, guys, I can't believe we're talking about Dominic beating Roman Reigns at um at uh freaking uh no just no please no Chris Dudek sends in a super chat saying hi Denise I'm glad you had a great time at WrestleCon WrestleMania weekend if you were to book the bloodline breakup how would you do it I would have done it in Montreal when you had freaking I don't know what I would have done anymore how would I do this how would I book the bloodline breakup See, I would have really liked it had they all just dumped Roman Reigns right after WrestleMania when he lost the belt and Roman Reigns was pretty much left on his own. I thought that would have been cool. Now I'm at the point where I legitimately don't know because I feel like they're really extending this as much as they can. Like they're really stretching this out. I know that Triple H said that he's not dragging it out. But because today we did take some like three steps back in terms of the storytelling, I do feel that we are dragging it out. Um, I think that the bloodline breakup should have maybe even happened almost or been on the verge of happening right now. Uh, how I would actually execute it, I have no idea. I have no idea what I would do anymore. I really do think that they should have done it, that they should have done or at least started leading to it after WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes winning the titles and Roman Reigns basically left high and dry. If anybody has some brilliant ideas, please send them in. Call me crazy sends in a super chat saying, what if Dom cashes on Cody finally getting, what if Dom cashes in on Cody finally getting the W? Oh, so you mean like Cody? Cody defeats Roman and then Dominic comes in and cashes in on Cody Rhodes while Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes has like a 30 second victory. Oh God, no. Can you imagine that? Now that would be some serious, they would really be painting Cody Rhodes in terms of really trying to get those adversity points up and making sure he gets them obstacles. God damn, no, I would not want to see that though. Um, that would just be like nuts, but man, call me crazy. I get why this is your username now. <laughs> David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying, Vince gets a lot of hate, but we brought Cody here. Uh, he started the bloodline and integrating Sammy was great. And, and WrestleMania 38 was an awesome show. Thoughts? Um, so <clears throat> look, it's not to say that Vince McMahon has never had a good idea. He's had plenty of good ideas. But let's also not disregard that a lot of the recent stuff has been god awful uh i 
guys, I sat through all of these shows when, you know, we were getting there to the point where every week we were watching literally the same matches on Raw over and over again. Do you guys not remember when we, I was sitting here talking about SmackDown and Rampage not too long ago? And my SmackDown reviews were five minutes when Vince was running things. There was nothing to talk about. Like literally, it gave us nothing. And I sat through those shows. I know what those shows look like. And they weren't good. They weren't giving us anything. And the really, the, the thing that, WrestleMania 38 was great. Okay, I'm not going to undo that. That was great. I loved WrestleMania 38. I loved both nights of WrestleMania 38. I thought that was great. But that was one of the things that we were seeing with WWE, though, was that the pay-per-views were, the pay-per-views were great, but the weekly programming wasn't. So they were creating big moments and having good shows for the actual PLEs, but Raws and SmackDowns were not great. And that was one of the frustrating things that I would bring up during the shows when covering Raw and SmackDown was like, man, I really enjoyed this pay-per-view, really had a good time. Matches were great, had some good moments. So then why am I sitting here not enjoying Raw and SmackDown? And that's kind of where I was at during that time period. And um, so, yeah, that's not to say he has never had a good idea. Clearly, that would be, you know, far-fetched. But recently, it just got really bad. It got really bad. Um, so, David, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying. Um, all righty. And, man, I know this is always just going to be something that we're going to be talking about for a long time, guys. Roman and Cody is going to be the new topic that we just like, I think people are, and it's funny because when it comes to like Twitter, and I always talk about Twitter because that's my favorite place to talk about wrestling with people and see what's happening wrestling wise. It's always on Twitter, but so many times when I share a story or a news clip or whatever it is that's going on, I feel like for the most part, people are like 90% in agreements, 10% not in agreements. But for the most part, people tend to kind of agree with the same things, right? This Cody Roman Reigns, anything Cody Roman Reigns that has been going out these last couple of days, I have never seen a more, well, I it's been very split is what I'm saying. There's been a lot of people like right at the beginning that were like, this is horrible. This was not great. But when I put out that, um, when I shared the article about Paul Heyman's interview with Errol Hawani, where he said that Cody Rhodes became a bigger star. And he said that now he, now the story is overcoming all of these obstacles and people now Cody now know Cody Rhodes' story. That specific tweet, that specific interview, that specific story got such a split reaction from people that were just polar opposite sides when it came to this. And that has been very interesting to see. Um, but I will say that when it came to like, when I asked people, was it the wrong call? Was it the right call to have Roman um, defeat Cody? I would say that primarily the comments that I saw were all saying that it was the wrong call. So I do think that people though are very split on this and where they land on this argument and where they land on is Cody a bigger star after this? Is he not a bigger star after this? Uh, did he over, did he already overcome enough adversity prior to the WrestleMania match? Did he not? Is his story barely starting now? These are all of these things that have just been up in the air and have been, uh, you know, a discussion point. Um, I've talked about this so much already on other podcasts, but I'm still, nothing has happened to change my mind to make me think that Cody should not have won at WrestleMania. Nothing yet has made me go, ah, you know what? That is a good reason why they didn't have Cody Rhodes win. Absolutely nothing has made me say that just yet. I don't know, maybe, no, I'm, I'm not even going to say that in a month, I'll change my mind. I really feel very strong about my opinion on that. Um... Darth Steven says, uh, Denise, who do you think uh, NXT gets called up from NXT up on the draft? Honestly, the only person that I'm really positive on is, Ro well, I don't want to say positive because it's like not like I know, but really Roxanne Perez to me is like one of the only people that I would definitely say. Um, depending, like Braun Breaker right now, he's still, you know, 
they can still do a bit more with him on NXT, but clearly he's one that people are really expecting at some point to get called up. And I could see them just going ahead and going to, you know, just doing it and having Braun Breaker get called up. But just to give some other names, hold on one second. Let me look at this card. Like Apollo Crews is interesting because he came from the main roster to NXT and things have gotten better for him on NXT, but just because they got better for him on NXT, I don't necessarily think that they would be better for him if he went back to the main roster. So I almost feel like he's going to stay on NXT. Um, the, the Creed brothers, I think would be great to call up. Like I know they can still do a lot more on NXT. Don't get me wrong, but the Creed brothers are definitely on um, they're definitely could add so much to the tag team division. Holy cow, just so much. They are so good. I'm such a big fan of theirs. I would love to see the Creed brothers get called up. Another one, and this is somebody that was already going to get called up, but the last report that came out on this person is that they're still waiting for creative around this person, and that is Cameron Grimes. I feel so bad for Cameron Grimes because I don't know how there hasn't been creative for him. Like, I'm sorry. The guy has a shit ton of personality and can wrestle. I feel Cameron Grimes is like the easiest person to come up with creative, but holy cow, what do I know? Um, I do think that Cameron Grimes, if he's not announced at this draft, I don't even know what to think anymore. So I'm definitely expecting Cameron Grimes um, to be announced on this draft. Um, Carmella Hayes is champ, so he's going to be there for a bit. Uh, let's see who else. Um... Cora Jade, I feel like they can still do a lot with her on NXT. For the women, like Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, I still feel can do a lot on NXT. But if they were to call them up to the main roster, I still feel like you can run with it and things will be fine. Um, same thing for Alba Fire. I think Alba Fire should have been on the main roster, you know, yesterday. So she's another one. Um, let me see who else here. Let me just really quickly go through this. Everybody else is kind of just looking like they should stay put. Tiffany still has a lot that she can do on the main, um, I'm sorry, on NXT. Uh, Tyler Bates, I think, should be on the main roster, but I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if they see him that way. I do think Tyler Bates should be on the main roster too because his level of skill is just too good and he should be on the main roster. And that's kind of about it. Like, really, that's it, honestly. Zoe Stark is another one. I think she'd be really great on the main roster, but I have a feeling like she would kind of get lost in the shuffle. I feel like we'd probably be seeing what they're doing with Zia Lee with her or like, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't necessarily use her to her full potential. And she's so good in ring. Um, I would like to see Zoe be one of those that also gets called up. Oh, and Wendy Chu. Let's not forget Wendy Chu. Um, but I don't know what her status is right now with um, all of that. I don't know where her status is. Uh, David Kaplan sends in a super chat saying, I think Duke Hudson looks like a star. Thoughts? He does look like a star. Um, he's had a lot of like, um, he's had a lot of uh, failed storylines on NXT though. Really the stuff that he's been doing with Chase University has been like the best thing that they've done with him. But literally everything before really just wasn't hitting. Um, so this really feels like the first thing for him that has worked. And I still feel like they really don't know like they've tried out a lot of different stuff with him and nothing has really stick besides the chase U university thing, but that's not really an identity though, specifically for him. I think he needs his own specific identity. So if they were to call him up to the main roster, I don't know what that would look like. I still feel like they need to figure things out. Who is Duke Hudson on his own? Like Duke Hudson by himself, what what does that look like? And so because of that, I'm I probably would say still to stay on NXT until they figure you know that whole thing out. Uh, we got a super chat here from Magnum Wait who says, "I'd love to see Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate do matches with Imperium and Gunther and the Brawling Brutes." Thank you so much for saying Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot to mention Ilya. Um, Ilya is literally should be on the main roster too, like point blank. There's no argument there. Uh, Johnny sends in a super chat saying, do you prefer long title reigns or short ones? I do prefer longer title reigns. Yes, um, that's always been my thing. I've always preferred uh, longer title reigns. But if they're good, if they're bad, then I'm like, next champ, next champ. Let's move it along. Let's move it along. Um, so there you go. 
Um, alrighty, everyone. So I think that's about it with all of the super chats and everything that we had to cover on SmackDown. I'm surprised we even got like a one hour show today. I'm really happy. I think a lot of that had to do with just so much of the main topics we had to cover. But um, that's it for today. Um, tomorrow, I will be back on Busted Open Radio. I will be on with Tommy Dreamer. Uh, it's me my first time ever doing a show with Tommy Dreamer. So I'm very excited to see what that, uh, you know, what that's going to look like, what the conversation is going to be like. And so please make sure you check that out that's going to be on Sirius XM give that some love and then a uh, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo for all of the Wrestlemania week content and then I will see you guys next week on Tuesday for NXT conversation until next time everybody have a really awesome week everyone bye <laughs>